That ride across state lines, I don't wish that on anyone. And I don't wish that on anyone who is just trying to make a compassionate choice for their child. Our TFMR stories, pregnancy loss support in the heartbreak of terminating a wanted pregnancy. Welcome to the very first episode of our TFMR stories. Before these stories were only on YouTube and now I will have them on both YouTube and on all places where you can find podcasts. For this first episode, I want to share my TFMR story, my story of termination for medical reasons and how I lost my second baby in this devastating, heartbreaking way. I am also a TFMR mother and I want to share my story with you today. I'll take you back to a book. So the reason that I'm even able to tell my story today is because I have done a lot of holistic healing work around all of the trauma, all of the the grief that I've gone through after terminating my very, very wanted pregnancy in 2018. I'll come back to the diagnosis, but I want to take you to a time after the termination had already happened, after we had already lost our second baby, and I didn't know where to turn to, where to go, what healing I even needed. I had never been through any type of pregnancy loss. I had only lost the closest person to me would have been my my grandmother, my maternal grandmother at that point. And this grief was just so different. It was so intense. It was so profound. And on top of that, I was also dealing with a lot of trauma. So I went looking for resources and I found a book called Heal Your Birth Story by Maureen Campion. Just the title of the book healed me because I was able to say this was a birth even though it happened at 14 weeks, even though it was a DNC or DNE or however you define it, even though it was surgically managed, it was a birth. And there is an exercise in this book where you write out what she calls the NBD, no big deal. So you write out your no big deal story. So I wrote it out. It was only like three sentences long, something about we found out our baby was sick, we made the decision to terminate, I'm physically fine. And I looked at those sentences and I said, wow, technically, yes, that is all true. And there's so, so much more to this story. If you've been through this kind of loss, I know that you, you know there is so much more to this story. I think one of the other exercises in the book was if you want to, after you write your no big deal story, you can write your real story. So I started writing and then I wrote and I wrote and I wrote and I wrote and I kept writing and I kept writing. And now I basically have a draft of a memoir (laughs) all on my TFMR pregnancy loss, which I hope to eventually either self-publish or maybe it could be picked up by someone. But this story, whether I end up telling it in, in a book or here on this podcast, here on this channel, I realized my story is not a no big deal story and your story is not a no big deal story. I realized that I had to share my story. I had to process my story. I had to work with my story. I had to work 
through my story. I had to do, I had to, it had to come out somehow. I had to find a safe place to share my story. It was just oozing out of me. It still does. And it's still really hard to tell. I can go back a little bit to the details. So we had a scan, the 11-14 week scan where they look at the back of the baby's neck and they check the nuchal translucency and it was very high. And there were other abnormalities that were showing up on the ultrasound and the doctor, he just went silent. He went silent and he was pushing really hard on my stomach with the ultrasound and um, wand and, and trying to go from different angles and he was, I could tell he was already taking lots of pictures before he even said that something was wrong. The room just felt awful. It felt so heavy. I remember looking at my, my husband. We were both worried and then, you know, our worst fears became reality. As our doctor told us that our baby was very, very sick and that he thought potentially it could be a some sort of heart defect or maybe a trisomy or maybe it could have been um, some other sort of chromosomal problem. The really crappy thing was we were already up against a really strict time frame. So I live in Mexico. I'm originally from California, but I was in Mexico. I live here. I was living here then. And in the state where we live, you know, he, he, he laid it all out. He told us what he was seeing on the ultrasound. He told us that our baby already had swelling in different areas of her body and that the swelling on the back of the neck was so bad that he would call it a cystic hygroma and that he couldn't visualize a nasal bone on the screen for her. He said, what are your thoughts or your religious views or spiritual views? I don't remember exactly what he said on termination. And looking back, looking back right then, I knew I'm going to have to have an abortion. I'm going to have to help my baby die. She's already so sick. And that was the choice that we eventually made. Through that whole process, we really didn't have anyone. Um, I had a doula in my, in my pregnancy before. I had a four-year-old daughter at the time. But I was so early on that I hadn't looked for a doula yet. I had a midwife, but there's a whole another story with that, and I'll go into that on a different episode about why I didn't feel like I could count on her. We were just, we were alone, and the doctor said, if that's what you decide, get in contact with your gynecologist because we can't do it here in this state. So I was already kicked out of my state. We eventually had to go to Mexico City. We had to cross state lines. That ride across state lines, I don't wish that on anyone. And I don't wish that on anyone who is just trying to make a compassionate choice for their child. But unfortunately, this is part of my story. This is part of so many of our stories. And more and more in more countries and more states, this is going to be a part of more and more people's stories. So after the procedure, it had to be done in an abortion clinic, which now I feel like is neither appropriate for people in my situation, nor for people who are having a different type of abortion. I mean, it's the same type of abortion, but for different reasons. It's just, I don't think it's appropriate for any of us to be 
mixed in. There's a different type of care. There's different care that needs to be given, and everyone deserves the right type of care for them in whatever situation they're in, but I don't feel like I got the right type of care. I had to find it later after the fact, <laughs> and actually while I was sitting there in the chair in this purple recliner, after I had had the procedure, I believe it would be a DNC, I thought, you know, like, where the hell is my doula? Where is the person, the person who could sit next to me? Because my husband was not even allowed to sit next to me. And this was pre-pandemic. I know that even now in some places, you may not be able to have a doula with you physically, but at least, I don't know, I could have had a virtual doula, someone over text or, or on Zoom or something, something, something. I needed, I needed that spiritual and emotional and, and even the physical support of someone sitting beside me, someone who wasn't a doctor. The doctor, they, he did a, he was wonderful. The nurses, they did their job. But what I was missing, you know, I can never get back. I can never get the real healing that could have happened had I been seen and taken care of as the bereaved mother that I was, that I am in that moment. The best I could do was find it after the fact. I did find a postpartum doula, and she did a whole postpartum ritual with me that was so wonderful and healing, um, with a bath and a massage and this closing of the bones. So here in Mexico, it's a traditional, like they tie you up with these really long scarves called reboso. Um, so I, I did that. That's one of the traditions here, and it just felt so validating because I was a postpartum mother. I was just a postpartum mother without a baby. Some of the other things that really helped to get me through were taking part in virtual Facebook support groups. Um, the one that I was the most active in was Ending a Wanted Pregnancy. They still have a very active group if you need the application form, um, you can contact me. I'm, I'm always on Instagram at the TFMR doula um, if you'd like to reach out for that resource. Uh, I also later started my own, so there's another now called the TFMR Support Circle. There are a few others now, which is really great, but at that time, this was the only one that I could find. I also had to do a lot of healing on my own for the trauma. The trauma part was what I really needed to untangle, how I felt so unsafe and so alone and so pushed to the side and just not seen. And it, it was really, it was scary. I actually feared for my life. With growing up in the U.S. and just thinking of what has happened in different abortion clinics, you know, I didn't know if some crazy person was going to come in and I... I mean, if you're if you're listening to this, you you know what I'm talking about. So there was that, and then um, just going through a medical procedure on its own, there are risks for every medical procedure. So through the group ending a wanted pregnancy, there were other people who talked about different therapy that they were doing for their trauma responses, and there were a lot of recommendations for EMDR therapy which I'll probably do a whole episode on my EMDR therapy experience. I do have it as a highlight on my Instagram highlights, so you can see it there. 
I also did a course, Writing Your Grief. So that course is with Megan Devine. It's a wonderful course. And since it was already coming out of me, all of the, the words and my story, and I, I just, I wanted to write it. I wanted to write and write more. I shared my story pretty anonymously in a few places online. I think on the Ending Unwanted Pregnancy blog and a few other blogs and maybe some abortion storytelling places. So if you've been thinking about sharing your story, I, I would say that there are places where you can share anonymously, where you can still you know, make a real change by sharing your story and still keeping yourself safe. I started helping a little bit behind the scenes with Ending Unwanted Pregnancy. I was editing others' stories and helping to post them on their blog for a while. And it just reminded me that, you know, I want to be in this space. I want to be helping bereaved mothers and fathers and parents, the families that are going through this, because we're really, we're really so alone, so many of us. There are some places where you may have access to a bereavement midwife, but there's this unique grief of this experience where we've had to make a choice, we've had to make a decision. And even though there are very caring, broad pregnancy loss spaces, sometimes you may feel more seen, more understood, and you just know that you don't have to justify. You don't have to justify, you don't have to explain your decision when you're in TFMR only spaces. There's real hate, there's real judgment that gets thrown at us. It's real, and if you have experienced it, as subtle as it may be, you know when you've experienced it. And what we really want is we want to be able to grieve our babies, to have our grief process, to love them out loud forever. So if this is similar to your story, I'm sending you so, so much love. It's not anything that I ever thought I would go through, not anything any of us ever think that we'll have to go through. It was not in my birth plan to have an abortion of a wanted pregnancy, and I'm absolutely sure it wasn't in yours either. But this space here, this channel, this podcast, this is, this is for you. This is a place where you can feel seen, understood, with no judgment. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe wherever you are listening to this so that you can be notified when new episodes come out. I will be releasing a few episodes per month, and if you are looking for extra support in the grief of TFMR, I also have a Facebook group called the TFMR Support Circle. You can find out more and apply to join at the tfmrdoula.com. I also have other downloads, a real self-care and grief download that you may find helpful in this difficult time as you're wondering how to best care for yourself and grieve your baby. And I'm sending you so much love and I will see you next time.